Welcome to Slasher I Hardly Know, or the horror movie review podcast where we watch something, tell you whether it's any good, then you can go out and watch it. Hopefully, you actually listen to the last episode, and then you watch this one before you heard it so you can enjoy the fun with us. As always, I brought a very special guest onto the show this week. By the way, I'm Alex, and who you hear there grunting in the background, although I don't know if you did it in the mic, but you certainly did it in my ear. It's my brother, Micah. What's up, Micah? What's up? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a little flimmy today. I've been clearing my news. throat and coughing. That was what that grunting was, me like trying oh. to clear these nares, well, these nasal I passages. Hate, I hate it when you say nares. And it's a pretty common thing. I, t- I would say that it doesn't come up in our lives that much, but on the podcast, yeah. you're often talking about nares. Nares. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where I picked that up. It was probably in some anatomy class. But it's and a real like, thing. I was like, oh, I can call them nares instead of nostrils. That way no one will know what I'm talking about. Right, then everybody goes, what? Which is not annoying at all, right? <laughs> it's a great opportunity it's to be a- like, let me educate <laughs> you on well, nares. Actually... Uh, well, this week was my pick of movies, and so I picked something that I was very excited about doing. We have done the first one on our podcast, and everyone seemed to really enjoy it, so I thought, well, why not bring this back? I have seen this movie. I don't know. Have you seen this movie before this, Micah? Yes, yes. I remember it uh, the because of the very long chainsaw. Oh my God, that chainsaw was so long. And we'll talk about it as we get into this review of Hatchet 2. Hatchet 2. Ah, uh, Hatchet 2. Even this time, Hatchetier. And as anyone who's ever listened to this show before knows, you have an undying love for writer director Adam Green. I do love Adam Green. I love everything he does for the most part. And, uh,. I couldn't wait to do the next Hatchet. I mean, I think we should do one per season, and which means, you know, we're, we better hope we're renewed for like four more episodes. Or, I what mean, if they cancel seasons. us? Uh, I hope we don't get canceled. If we get canceled, it'll be because you've been canceled. Because of something I said or mm-hmm. just because, you know, love no. for me just kind of tapered off? No, no, it will definitely be some horribly offensive thing that you say. Oh, speaking of horribly offensive things, we got a lot coming up. In addition to playing uh, uh, Hatchet 2, we're talking about Hatchet 2. We're going to be playing Final Girl. We're going to talk about what we're into. I see. We're going to award Crunchy as kills. Okay. And and rate this movie. And then, of course, you will tell me what uh, piece of art I get to watch next time. Yes, I already know what it is. I thought about it. It's one I've wanted to watch for a while. Really? I'll okay. save it. I'll save okay. it for the end. Please do. That uh, keeps me keeps me hanging on. I've seen it before. I think you've probably seen it before, too. Um, but it's been a very long time. I think I watched it on VHS back in the day. Oh, okay. That makes me think it's 80s. <clears throat> could be 90s. Could, could be. be. Could be. Could be. Uh, well, Hatchet 2, what'd you think? Did you walk away happy? I, uh, one, uh, disclaimer, I had a very bad attitude while I was watching this movie. Oh, why? How could you? Rotten, rotten mood, Alex. How could you have a rotten mood during Hatchet 2? Because I'm perpetually anxious and angry. That's just my MO. Oh, I see. Well, Hatchet 2, you, I mean, it's quite a peaceful, calming movie. Did it not, have, like... that, did it not have that effect on you? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's, you know what? I noticed uh, this one. It, I don't know if the first one, I believe the first one looked like it was shot a lot outdoors, mm-hmm. maybe some sets, but part two looks like it's mostly shot indoors you on know, sets. I don't know like that as a fact, but I definitely did notice more sets in this. And yeah. I did kind of hate the Victor Crowley cabin set. Yeah. It, I like the opening. One it almost looked first... more outdoors than the outdoors. Yeah. I really like that that the, the uh, guy throwing up on the streets in New Orleans at the beginning of the movie was Adam Green. It was a nice cameo for himself. Yeah, and he <laughs> was in the first one. I'm trying to remember where where was he in the first he was one? What a, was he doing? He was a guy like walking down uh, Bourbon Street and yeah. getting drunk. And I th- I'm not positive of this because it's been a while since we watched Hatchet One, but I feel like at some point you see him throw up maybe, and this is supposed to be the next day. So I think that, like, he's just, it, it's just kind of a callback to the fact that he's still recovering from the night before sitting on the street. Yeah, yeah. I do love that this one throws you right into the end of the last one at the beginning. I mean, it picks up exactly where it left off. Uh, with one notable exception. The dude? No, it's a different woman playing the lead. Right, right. <laughs> uh, what's her name? Danielle Harris? Yeah, don't, don't say what's her name. You know, I know you love Daniel. Oh, Harris. yes, I do. Hey, yes, I do. Before we start talking a bunch about the movie, do you do you we have a blurb you can do for us? Can you do the movie voice blurb? Uh, yeah, I mean, I can I can find I can find a blurb to read for you if you want. Uh, I love it. I love it when you do your movie voice. And if Ali, you can't do movie voice, do uh, Richard Attenborough, whichever you prefer. <laughs> What's Richard Attenborough sound like? He's done a lot of, uh, I guess, nature documentaries. He has more of an old man voice. Oh, okay. Well, e- equally as lovable, though. I, I'd have to hear it again. We'll read. Or you could do uh, Werner Herzog. He also likes to narrate his documentaries. Now, this, this blurb is so short. You need, you need a better one. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, no, I don't want. I don't. <laughs> I don't want the uh, Roger Ebert <laughs> review. This segment is called Stalling While Alex Hunts for Blurbs. Well, I mean, I found a blurb, but it's it's like a sentence. And Not that's good no enough. good. No, nah, I mean I mean you want the you want the full effect. Ooh, surely Amazon's gonna have it, right? Can you one can you find one that begins with I'll, the I'll, phrase in a world? I'll just start it within a world, I I assume. Oh, uh, this, this is summer. This is uh pretty long. All right, here we go. As long as Victor Crowley's chainsaw. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hit me. In a world, Hatchet 2 picks up right where the original Hatchet ends, as the quiet but hot-tempered Mary Beth barely escapes from the clutches of the mysterious Crowley. That's it. Oh, wait, hold on. There <laughs> There was wait. There's more. Well, there was a lot of explanation about who Crowley was in uh, parentheses. So, the mysterious Crowley, who has already murdered all of Mary Beth's friends and other vacationers in the New Orleans swamp country, Mary Beth recruits a team of hired guns and returns to the bayou to exact her revenge. But quickly discovers that even with an army of hunters at her side, the murderous fury of Crowley cannot be contained. That's it. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, he, he does have a lot of murderous rage. <laughs> he is an angry son of a bitch. 
Uh, he just he's there to kill. That's so all he wants to do. I made the mistake that I make in every movie that I ever watch, where I mm-hmm. look down at my phone to research something. I wanted to see yeah. why they swapped out actresses. Uh, not mm-hmm. not that I'm unhappy that they did, because I think Danielle Harris is amazing. He did an amazing job, but I also like the first actress too. She was good. I liked that movie a lot. She did a good job. So I was researching that, and I did it during the point where I guess Kane Hodder, Victor Crowley's father was sleeping with the maid right after his wife died, who also happened to be bald. Is that, I mean, like, I was so confused when I looked up. I was like, what is that? And Was it a maid or was it a nurse who was there to help maybe him it was a care nurse? for his sick wife? I think it might have been a nurse. She's sick and dying, and she finally passes, is what they think. And so, he immediately starts having sex with the nurse? Is <laughs> that, what, is that what I kissing her. I don't know if they get to the sex in that scene, but they definitely had had sex before that. Um, but then, like, while they're kissing, she stands up. The wife. The wife, the dead, with the wife we thought was dead, who was dying slowly and miserably of cancer, I think, okay. stands up and puts a curse on on her husband and the nurse. Yeah, okay. Okay. Were they having sex in that scene? I'm trying to remember. I if don't, when she stood up they I mean, were just kissing. They were in they were in the throes of passion, let's say. Yeah. But yeah. uh so she does put a curse on her, right? Because then she starts doing the curse and I looked at my wife and I was like, is that some sort of witch? Like I I only looked down for like 20 seconds and when I looked back mm-hmm. up this bald woman's there, and uh, and she's cursing, like, literally with curse words. Not, like, curse words. Uh, you know, like, I don't know. What's the word? What am I looking like? Like a spell or something. And yeah. so I said, is that some sort of swamp witch? And she goes, no, that's his <laughs> wife. And I was like, what? I was so confused. But it makes sense, I guess. And that's why Crowley is the way he is? Because he was cursed? I guess, yeah, because he cursed the, the 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 man and the nurse, and she was pregnant, so that baby in there got cursed. I got you. Okay. Came out all weird. Now, when his wife became a witch, I don't know. I don't know if they mentioned her having any any involvement in the occult before Correct. that. Right. Maybe it's just a thing that happens in swamps. If you cheat on your dying wife, she'll yeah. wake up as a witch and curse you. And. Uh, in retrospect, that is a pretty squalorous uh, swamp house. It was stupid to assume she was the maid. I'm surprised <laughs> the nurse was down to get with a guy who lived in a cabin like that. It was nasty. That's Kane Hodder. You know, he's got that voice. <laughs> uh, that, that, it was nice to see Kane Hodder getting an acting part where he's not behind a mask, you know? Yeah, I like to I like to see Kane Hodder do anything. He's such a nice guy in real life. Like, when I see him interviewed, he seems so nice. That, uh, you know, he deserves more roles. He'd be fun to work with, right? Yeah. You think you'll ever get to meet him? Uh, I really hope so. I mean, I assume you would think as, you know, like into horror as I am, that I would have met him already at one of these conventions I go to. But he's never been at one of the conventions I went to. He goes to like the big ones and we're always in the Midwest. Maybe we should seek him out. Maybe we should look where Kane Hodder's going to be and go do that horror con for our next one. I would love that. I would love to get him to... I just don't know if I could... I mean, he can't take, like, real machetes into horror cons. And I wanted to get him to sign a real machete, because I think that's cooler, because mm-hmm. the machete I have now, uh, signed by Jason from uh, 2009... I would, you know, it's a real machete, but I was only able to get that signed because I met him, like, outside of a convention. 
Like, sure. So it, it, you know, I was able to bring it in. Uh, so anyway, who gives a shit? Uh, Machete. So what Micah said, though, literally, literally, that is when this movie picks up exactly the moment that one ends. And uh, like I saw an interview with Adam Green where he said that he would love to see him cut together where like she goes underwater in part one and then just gets pulled up in part two and and it just keeps going. I think that would be a really amazing edit. And he says he's he, he would love to see that as well. Uh, but of course, when she does come out of the water, she is Danielle Harris. And uh, then she goes to Tony Todd. What's his name in this? Something zombie, P- Professor oh, Zombie. Do Professor Zombie, Doctor Zombie, Doctor Z- something remember. zombie, and uh, goes to him. It's like, ah, you know, we gotta go. I gotta get. I thought she was still trying to find her brother and father, but I guess she's just trying to get their bodies out of the swamp. And so uh, the Professor Zombie is it Professor Reverend Zombie. Reverend Zombie. There you go. Uh, he gets this band of you know swamp hunters together and he gives them all 500 bucks because also his boat's out there remember it's his tour boat from the first one is still lost out there mm-hmm. and uh, perry shin <laughs> once again is in this movie even though he died in the first movie but it's quickly revealed that he's perry shin's identical brother from mm-hmm. the first one so they go all he's giving them all 500 bucks to go out there and get the boat but at the same time, if you kill Victor Crowley, what's he giving you? Like five grand? I think so. I like think five, it was five grand, grand if you kill Victor Crowley, who you know some people believe is real and some people don't, and and then boom, we're back in the swamps. Danielle Harris took no break at all. She got out of the swamps, took a shower, and went back to the swamps. She's tough. She's tough. She's tough. And her right eyebrow, right eyebrow is raised a lot. Is it? What? I think it might just be stuck like that. You think so? You think she got some Botox beforehand? <laughs> I don't know. Well, they I even... saw it on the movie. Oh, there was one scene where she's really upset, and her uh, right eyebrow is up the whole scene, and I'm like sitting there yelling at the TV. I'm like, put your eyebrow down. <laughs> well, put the, your eyebrow down. The real, Danielle, put your eyebrow down. The and real I, and, question is, <laughs> if her eyebrow was raised, what was her A-brow doing? Well, Hello. I looked it up, and I was like, I'll just Google some pictures of her to see if this is just something that happened in this scene. And sure enough, I started looking up pictures of Danielle. This is, this is something that happens a lot with her. Huh. Her, ra- her right eyebrow is just raised up. Well, she's beautiful, and maybe as it ends up, I am very attracted to raised right eyebrows and just never knew it. It was subconscious. My left eyebrow raises more than my right that's I practiced it after watching like Bones and Kirk on the old Star Trek and Spock because I was like, these cool guys, these cool space guys are always raising one eyebrow. I want to learn how to do that. So I literally practiced raising one eyebrow. I think I can do it uh, pretty well, but I've never actually looked in the mirror. So as far as I know, I'm just raising them both and thinking that I'm raising one. So all the times that I'm looking mysterious and quizzical, I probably just look really just shocked. Look surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. I, I need to get a mirror in this uh, podcast studio here. Um, okay. Hey, do we want to do a round of final girl? I kind of want to do a final girl, but I. what if I've never heard of it before? Oh, that? Oh, well, okay. All right. You want me to do the intro or do you have something special prepared? No, I want you to do the intro. 
Ladies and gentlemen, on this show, if you are uninitiated, this might be your first time listening. We play a game show called Final Girl. The way it works is on Instagram, we put up an announcement that says, hey, person, if you were in a slasher movie, what would your character's name be? Then people submit it in the comments on Instagram. We select eight players, and we put your names into the wheel of death. We spin that wheel. We pull out your names, and uh, if you're good, if you're a good virgin and you don't drink or have sex or give any HJs at the prom, you might survive. But if you break any of those classic slasher rules like running off by yourself, having a drink, trying some lewds, you're going to die. One of you will win. Everyone else will die. We'll be buried or sink here in the swamps of Slasherville. But that one survivor will win the much coveted mystery prize. Which is extremely, extremely cool now. It always was, but it's way cooler now. Have you got any uh, feedback from those? We did. We had somebody uh, post their little mystery prize. I almost said what it is. Uh, on Instagram is like, oh, look what I won. It's awesome. I'm, I'm misquoting them, but, you know, something along those lines. So it's cool to see that people have fun with their prize. All right. Yeah, yeah. This is really cool. I, I would love to have one, hint, hint. Yeah, yeah. You keep saying that. All right. Mm-hmm. I got to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please don't Note, forget it. Alex would like the new mystery prize sent yeah. to him. That, that would be awesome. Yeah. That I'm would getting be awesome. a nod and a thumbs up from the artist. All right, so let's get to some Final Girl. Who do we have playing this week? Let's meet our contestants. First up, Ripley McLean and Anita Hammer. You're going to be on a team together here at the beginning. Uh, You'll be on teams of two. And then at the end, we're going to tear the team apart. Mm. Mm -hmm. And only one of you will survive. Mm -hmm. So your teammate that's gone through hell with you will die, and you might survive, or vice versa. We will see. Okay. All right. Ripley McLean, Anita, Anita Hammer. Yes, nice. you might. Okay. Welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Minnie Meyer and Missy Goldsnatch. Nice. Welcome to the show, guys. I don't. Is well, there a joke there? I mean, Goldsnatch, uh, it says really, Snatch. Really good Snatch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next up, Cole Marlowe and Josephine Vajayjay. Nice, nice. Welcome to the show. And then what? One more? One more Finally, Cassandra Ann Dickens and Ivana Humphew. Oh, we get a lot of Ivanas and Anitas. Yeah, for sure. And the names are getting dirtier and more sexual, which tells me that we're finding our audience. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree. I agree. You're you're absolutely right. All right. <laughs> We've weeded out any respectable listeners. Any... And it's just the low lifes we always wanted to spend time with that are sticking around. Yeah, really I we're just we're just ostracizing normal people. And yeah, get and out of surra- here. With normies. Surrounding we don't ourselves want with people like us. <laughs> All right. Should we spin the wheel? Spin it. Here we go. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Mm. All right, up first, Cassandra Ann Dickens and Ivana Hump. All right. When you look in his eyes, it makes your heart flutter. He watched Last Tango in Paris. Now he wants to try butter. You laugh in his face and say, you're no Brando. Put that butter away and let go of my hando. 
You survived. What? <laughs> Let go of my hand, Owen. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. That's Because it rhymes with Brando, uh, Alex. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, the writers it. are getting lazy. They're what can I say? The writers are getting lazy. Why come up with a word that rhymes when you can just add O to right. hand? Let yeah, go of my well. hand, Uh-huh. Up next, Ripley McLean and Anita Hammer. One part... No, sorry. Wrong one. <laughs> Your friends from acapella are going to skinny dip. Taking part in naked fun can get your throat ripped. Mm. You say, no way, acapella friends. It's safer to be a bore. I ain't going out that way. I've seen this one before. You survive. <laughs> you survive. Well done. That's, that's looking ahead. Two steps ahead for you. Next up, Minnie Meyer and Missy Goldsnatch. One part molly, two parts meth. Light it up and take a breath. They call it yeehaw, and it's all the rage. But it's not legal no matter what your age. Will you try yeehaw? I think not. You stick to harmless drugs like pot. You survived. Is yeehaw real? No. Oh, okay, you made that up. I mean, it could be. We I mean, just sure, told sure. you what it is, and we gave it a name. So, kids, go grab some molly. <laughs> One part molly, two parts meth. Light yeah. it up and take a breath. Okay. I mean, I'm sure that people have done both at the same time. I just, I just wondered if that was something I wasn't uh, in on. Yeehaw. Well, if it's not something, it should be. It's a good name. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of yeehaw, that reminds me of hee-haw. Did you ever watch that show? I watched the shit out of hee-haw when I was a kid. Yeehaw. Me too. I think they're all reruns, though. I don't think they were actually on. Uh, finally, we've got Carl, I'm sorry, Cole Marlowe and Josephine Vajayjay. Woo-hoo. You made it through round one. Hey, sorry, you made it to round one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not looking good for Cole in and fact, Josephine. I, I would say that you might not make it through round one. I guess what we're saying is you're likely going to die right now. Okay, Cole, Josephine. Baby Jesus, lie in the hay. The Christmas play is underway. A funny prank you thought it would be to hang the baby from a tree. When the curtains opened, the crowd did gasp. But the consequences you did not grasp. For the fella in white dressed as a lamb turned out to be the boogeyman. He grabbed a hose and an air compressor, inflated your body with frankincense and myrrh. And once you were bloated, your size was double. He stomped on you, then popped you like a bubble. You are dead. You are dead. Yikes, man. I mean... Rest in peace, Cole Marlowe, Josephine Vajayjay. You had to see it coming. I mean, not only were you pulling a prank, but you were doing it with the baby Jesus. Yeah, not cool, kids. Don't do that. guys. I mean, what a... That's a foolhardy errand right there. (laughs) Well, those two are dead. Uh, You went out in a spectacular way, pumped up full of frankincense and myrrh, some kind of air compressor. I don't know how that all works, but... All the little kids with the pumped up Murray. Isn't that... That's right. That's the one. That's the one. Uh, They're dead. Cassandra, Ivana, Ripley, Anita, Minnie, and Missy, you made it through round one. We will find out what happens in the next round of Final Girl. And we'll get to that as long as you stay with us past this amazing word from one of our sponsors. 
or a radio commercial or whatever we put here in the second act. What you, would you call it second act? Hmm. Stick around. In the second fourth. No, that'd be half. Second uh, chapter. Well, no, you'd say second fourth, right? Because it's a two. It's four segments of the show. Four segments. In part two of our review of Hatchet Two, we'll be at right back after the break. Nine one one. What's your emergency? I need to report a murder. You witnessed a murder? No. You said you saw a murder. No, I didn't see a murder because no one's been murdered. Sir? Yet. What are you talking about, sir? Is there a crime in progress? You could say that. I don't think I can stop myself. What are you telling me? Are you planning to hurt yourself? I'm not going to hurt myself. Someone else? It's a woman. A woman? Is it your wife or your girlfriend? Is she with you right now? No, but she's close. I can see her. Sir? Don't do anything stupid. Just talk to me. I can help you. Do you have a weapon? I have an axe. Sir, what is your name? Adam. Adam, listen. Everything is going to be okay. You don't have to hurt anyone. I'm here to help. No one has to get hurt tonight. Stay calm and put down the weapon. I can't. It's like I'm not in control. Like I'm watching myself on TV. I'm not myself right now. Adam. Adam, listen. Put the axe down. Whatever happened, whatever she did, it's not worth it. She didn't do anything. I don't even know her. Tell me where you are, and I'll send help. But it's too late. There's no stopping it. I'm not in control. I'm not the one doing this. I don't want this to happen. I don't want anyone to get hurt. Adam, stay calm. I want to help you. Just tell me where you are. What's the address? 8113 Curtis Avenue. Curtis Avenue? Did you say 8113? 8113 Curtis Avenue. Adam, that's here. That's the police department. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry! I'm sorry! Welcome back to Slasher. I hardly know her. This week we are watching Hatchet 2. And I'm joined by my very lovely, handsome, handsome devil of a brother, Micah Slasher, out here in the Slasherville swamps at our little recording shack. We don't live here, guys. This is just where we record for the ambiance. We also like to sit out here and do drugs and drink. But oh, mm-hmm. probably, all the yeehaw we can handle. Probably shouldn't have said that. Probably shouldn't have said that because now we, it's out there, and now we are potential victims for the unnamed slasher killer. Because we're huffing yeehaw and watching hee-haw. <laughs> that's right, because that's what we do out here in this shack sounds, in the swamp. Sounds really sad out in the Slasherville swamps. Know, it's kind of a depressing existence. I think we should move somewhere. Eh, enough yeehaw. It's all fine. Let's get out of Slasherville. It's we've been here fine. a long time. Uh, we've tried. It never works. It never works. Uh, so our team... Of Hunters and the lovely Danielle Harris and uh, Reverend Zombie have all made their way back into, what's the swamp called? Why can't uh, I think of it? Hatchet 2 Swamp. Yeah, what's it called? The Swamp of Hatchet 2. Oh, it's like the Something Island Swamp or, come on, help me out here. I'm trying, I'm trying to help you. Swamp from Hatchet. I'm I'm upset that I can't remember what it's called. Uh, no, no. Searching. No, Searching. stay out of the swamp. That's a good shirt. I'm going to buy that. Uh, no, 
Honey Island. Honey Island Swamp. Honey Island, that's it. Uh, so they're back out into the Honey Island Swamp, which is a scary-ass place. There is no question. And uh, it doesn't take too long before he starts. Uh, Victor Crowley starts picking them off, but it does take a while before the core of the group realizes this is happening. Like, he, he, there's a couple of deaths here and a couple of deaths there, and because the, the group kind of s- splits up, uh, I, I feel like I know what your crunchiest kill is going to be, and it happens uh, pretty close here. You know, I, I don't know which one you're thinking about, but I was really glad to see that in Hatchet 2, they had held on to that thing I loved about Hatchet 1, which was cut to a tree, throw <laughs> a bucket of blood on it. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I fucking love that. My wife mentioned it, too. The first time it happened, she goes, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, I I enjoyed that, too, though. And I did notice. Oh, I think I know. Are you talking about the couple, the the girl that's hitting on the guy? That's one. Yes. I have two things that I think you would find that, that would be in the running for your crunches kill, and that is one of them. Even that scene, I was, I, even, I was just like, oh, really? Come on. Come on. I kind of forgotten about that. He cuts off the dude's head while he's uh, banging this girl from behind. But, yeah. you know, like a chicken with its head cut off, he continued to bang her for a while afterwards. And then she turns around and realizes she's being banged by a headless corpse. Oh. I mean, that's up there, man. It's up yeah, there. That's nasty. It's up there. It's pretty crunchy. I also noticed he used his hatchet a lot more in this movie. Remember, that was one yeah. of the things we noticed about Hatchet One was not a lot of hatchet uh-huh. kills. And and it didn't the first one they used the uh, uh, what was that the the belt sander mm-hmm. that was in the first one too right and shows it, up again on this one. It was in the first one, but it only occurred to me in this one. It is a gasoline powered belt sander. It's got the little like little bottle of gas on the side like a weed ear would have yeah. I, I don't think they make those i don't think that's a thing is that not a real thing because he used the the rope you know the line to yank it and get it started right uh, i don't know if he did that or not because i know he did that with the chainsaw before he kills those two dudes with the longest chainsaw in existence i mean it was like a lumberjack chainsaw it was mm. massive that thing was that's easily huge. like four feet uh but yeah, he he does use the uh, the belt sander again, which is something I love about Hatchet One. I love that kill. So gross. But I I really don't think there's a gas powered belt sander. It doesn't even make sense. It's not like you're out in the woods sanding. You know, you are out in the woods. Uh, you know, <laughs> look if you if you uh, type in if you Google gas powered belt sander, the second uh, thing that comes up is from Hatchet. Is it really? Yes. So it, it just, there's cordless belt sanders that are sure. you know, battery operated. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess that doesn't make sense because where is he charging that battery? I don't know. I don't know. Right? I mean, but, he's he's know. limited to gasoline or no power at all. That's really. I'm trying to find one. I can't find any any no. gas powered belt sanders. No, as soon it's as it's got to be out there, right? No, it does not have to be out there. No one would make that. There is absolutely no need for that. I want one. Well, I kind of want one too, but you know that's beside the point. But my little Victor Crowley action figure has one. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's that's, pretty- that's Chris. I, I like. So he sands the back of the guy's head, 
and then you know we can see that his brain is exposed, uh-huh. and then he goes back in, and that's when all the brain chunks splatter yeah. across the wall. Yeah, it's nice. And it's that's gross. Perry Shen dying for the second time uh-huh. in the Hatchet series. <laughs> Perry Shen is hilarious. You get no shortage of gore. If you want gore, no. uh, this movie's got it. I mean. The, maybe uh, the, the acting is a little uh, on par with, you know, most pornographic movies, mm-hmm. uh, but the gore is great. Oh, I thought the acting was fine. The acting was fine. It was fine. Tony Todd was chewing on the scenery a little bit, but... Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, they were they were clearly having a good time. There, there's no question they were enjoying themselves. They were. That's written all over the faces yeah. of the actors in these spe- scenes, especially the kills... Who, there's a lot. There's some smiles behind those eyes. Who was it? Somebody gets strangled with their own intestines, right? Like he uses the intestines to yank him yeah. back. Who is that? Who, who was it that got that? Well, he was a friendly swamp dweller who oh, saved Daniel Harris. Yeah, that's right. Gave her some dry clothes and some uh, some water to drink out of one of those pee pee jugs that they give you at a hospital. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And yeah. And then he's looking at porn on that camcorder, uh, that which is where you get your nudity for this movie. Well, yes, <laughs> uh, it was confiscated from the mm-hmm. the kind of the Girls Gone Wild producer, Bill Murray's yeah, yeah. brother, from uh-huh. the first one. And uh, yeah, and that girl, one of the girls there, the nude girls, uh, my wife points out is the blonde goody-goody from Adam's Family Values. Oh, uh, you notice uh, when I was Googling uh, Hatchet 2, looking at cast, because I was trying to remember who, who the, the friendly guy was that's helping Danielle throughout the movie and saying, don't go to the swamps, don't talk to Reverend. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the cast came up, and uh, according to Google, uh, Bill Murray's in Hatchet 2. Oh, really? I'm like, there's no way. Well, and I'm looking, I'm checking. So I think it was a Google error. According to Google, the woman who played uh, Daniel Harris's character in the first one is also in the second one, but she is not. You can't trust Google. You can't trust Google. You gotta gotta research it on your own, folks. If it Using sounds Google. too good to Google to be true, oh. it just might be. Uh, so let's get to the four foot chainsaw. Yeah, the two guys. Everybody's got a gun. And they're all pretty good hunters. Was, I th- I'm going to say that was much larger than four feet. That's it, like as long as my sofa. It was, <laughs> it was like impressively like long. It just kept foot. going and going. As it uh, entered the frame, uh, the chainsaw just kept going. And uh, the guys don't put up much of a fight. He then just, uh, and they're one, they're standing in front of each other, one in front of the other. And so, of course, Victor Crowley just uh yanks it up into their crotch and then raises them in the air as the chainsaw goes and they just scream and scream and scream until he saws them in half both yeah. at the same time and then their halves fall to either side mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i do like it that uh horror directors like you get that every now and then like people get chopped in half yes but do they get chopped in half longwise and lengthwise and the answer is Quite a bit, actually. I think every horror movie director that does it thinks, oh, this will be so cool. But it, it's become more commonplace. 
I was trying to find out how long that chainsaw was, but you know, a cursory Google search isn't giving me anything. And now just looking at chainsaws, trying we, to figure out how how long the longest chainsaw I can buy is. I would like to get a uh, twenty inch blade. Actually, I, I'm I'm currently shopping around for a chainsaw with a twenty inch blade. That's funny. Uh, uh, we, my my fiance and I, were just talking about like getting a chainsaw because there was some ice and snow where we live recently, and so a lot of branches fell. And I'm like, I think we have an excuse to go buy a chainsaw. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, we both get excited about new power tools, so that's going to be a hot date when we go chainsaw hunting together. Well, I found a pretty good. Uh not break the bank chainsaw watching YouTube reviews. If you want to, you know, off mic, uh, you know, reminisce about our chain chainsaw shopping. Yeah. Lay it on me. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So those guys are chopped in half. The d- two that decided to have sex in the woods, uh, they're both dead. I don't remember how she gets it. Do you? Oh, the the girl who was humping the headless guy. Yeah. Oh yes, she gets it. She was hatchet straight to the vajayjay. Oh yes, that is correct. That yeah, is correct. from behind, he just fucking wham right in there. That is correct. Meanwhile, that may be one of the times where they cut to a tree and threw a bucket of blood on it. <laughs> it very well might have been. Uh, and that's and so that's a good portion of the group. The rest of the group, Perry Shin. Uh, this really badass killer guy, the uncle who is uh, of Daniel Harris's character, and then uh, Reverend Zombie, they're all actually at Victor Crowley's cabin. Uh, they're holed up there, and uh, he immediately, you know, after he, he he darts around the swamp like it's nothing. He's killing people one place, and then boom, he's at another place, and then you know now he's inside his cabin which he comes mm-hmm. through some sort of hatch that comes through his childhood closet. Mm-hmm. And that's when he starts sanding Perry Shin's head. Oh, God. That's tough mm-hmm. to watch. Even though it's fake and it doesn't even look that real, it's still hard to hear that sander and watch it go into his hair. And, oh, oh I, thought, hey, I thought it looked phenomenal. I just had a realization um, that, you know, how people sometimes refer to a vagina as a hatchet wound. Oh, yeah. She she took a hatchet to her hatchet wound. I wonder if that was done on purpose. Wink, wink, maybe. Hmm. Probably. Adam Green's a funny guy. Adam Green is a funny guy. Uh, so, do you want to uh, take it from here, or do you want to wait? There's a lot more movie to go. Got a lot of movie to get to. I say we knock out round two of Final Girl. Okay. See who lives and dies. I'm in for that. Okay. All right. Let me grab these names. I don't think I don't think you were as ready as you had led me to believe. So ready. He was giving me the signal. He was he was doing his thumb on his nose, like okay, it's final girl time, and uh, I I don't think you were ready. I'm so ready. Check out how ready I am. I'm so ready. I don't even know how ready I am. You gonna spin that wheel? Hey. Hey. Hey, wheel. Hey. All right, up first it is Ripley McLean and Anita Hammer. You love vintage style, shag carpets, peace signs, and using rings to determine moods. There are lines you draw, though, when it comes to retro drugs, retro drugs like lewds. You turn them down and drink water instead. Fresh from mountain springs, and unlike your friends, you're alive. 
and happy as indicated on your ring. You survive, you hippie. Yay, good job. The writer put you survive, hippie, at the bottom of that rhyme. Well. I had to make sure I put that in there. Gotta get it in there. Okay, you're alive. See, because she has a mood ring. She's a mood, mood ring. She has a yes. mood ring, you see. So she's a hippie. She looks right. Yeah, no, I was, I was there. Okay. okay. In fact, I think I read it. Okay, cool. Okay, up next, Minnie Meyer and ring. Missy Goldsnatch. All right. The game is on, tied 10 to 10. You need a beer, and so do your friends. So you hop off the couch and say, I'll be back. Then catch yourself so you're not attacked. Nice. That was close. Smart. Smart, smart. You, were, you almost did it. You were almost the victim in this round. Man, I'm sweating bullets. <laughs> Why Ooh. is it so hot where you are? No, because of that last rhyme and oh, how close okay. they were to dying. <laughs> well, during Man, the commercial, you're me telling me on the edge how, of my seat. So you're sweating. Okay, finally. Uh, Cassandra Ann Dickens and Ivana hump you. Writers in our writer's room. Okay, here we go. Cassandra, Ivana. Ain't no party like a Slasherville sex party because a Slasherville sex party gets chopped. <laughs> you and your sinful friends are dead. <laughs> it was, I, I'm reading it, and the copy has chopped, all caps, exclamation mark. So I assume I'm supposed to yell I think, that. I think you're supposed to yell that part, yeah. I should have sung it, though. Ain't no party like a Slasher Seville sex party because a Slasher Seville sex party gets chopped. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. So Ivana, Hump You, and Cassandra Dickens, rest in peace. Uh, so uh, that means there are two surviving teams, but there will only be one survivor, ultimately. Only one. Only one, and we'll there get be to only that, one. and we will talk about our uh, crunchiest kill. Of course, we'll talk about what else we're into and hear what Mike is going to pick for us to watch on our next episode. We're going to do all of that after these messages. piles of laundry making you feel like you can never catch up Why? another date night come and gone but no date for you <laughs> is your alone time feeling a little more crowded than it should please just get out of my face well we've got the answer kill your husband or better yet let us do it for you slasherville husband homicide for once you won't even have to lift a finger Welcome back to Slasher, I Hardly Know Her. We determined this is part three of our episode, reviewing Hatchet 2. We loved Hatchet 1, so we thought we ought to just do the second one. It was sequentially the way that should have gone. I am, of course, joined with my brother Micah Slasher. Micah, I do want to know before we get into this, uh, what year was this even made? I think it was made in 2010. 2010. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. 
and I actually have some news from the year 2010 oh. ready to share. Well, doesn't that just work out perfectly? It's almost like we planned it. It is, but we actually didn't. <laughs> Uh, let's start off with some funny news from 2010. Uh, David Goodman, a Wisconsin mail carrier, delivered mail to a law office completely in the nude. Hey, what for? Goodman explained he was only trying to cheer up a girl who worked in the office who seemed stressed. Police officers didn't like this excuse and cited Goodman for lewd and lascivious behavior. The minimum wage in 2010 was $7.25. The average home price was $179,900. Want to take a, a guess at the price of a movie ticket? In 2010, I'm going to say yeah. it was $1,250. Man, it was still $789 if my sources Lord. are accurate. Wow, okay. And then I got another one for you to guess. Mm-hmm. Cost of a gallon of gas in 2010. 2010, I'm going to say it was $2.00. Six cents. Two seventy-three. Damn, that's yeah. Hey, that's eye-opening. That's about where we are now, isn't it? Yeah, it's not that not so, that different than today. Right. Of course, we were yeah, just see. we were actually were just in the middle of a recession then, though. So mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Okay, well maybe that's not a good sign. Let's go on. More news from 2010. Uh, the Affordable Care Act passed in Congress. There was that giant BP Deepwater Horizon oil spill. A volcano erupted in Iceland. Uh, I'd tell you where, but I couldn't pronounce it. (laughs) Those Iceland people put too many consonants together. They're crazy. They got a lot of consonants. I don't know what to do with them. I'd usually just (laughs) take them out and see if I can get by. Uh, The FBI arrested 10 Russian spies caught living deep undercover in the U.S. Oh, I remember that. 33 miners. Huh? I remember that. Yeah, that was scary. Mm Mm-hmm. Get out of here, you spies. Out of here, spies. Dirty old bitches. We don't need you. 33 miners were rescued after spending 69 days trapped in a Chilean copper mine. God, that is both terrifying, uh, heartwarming, and sexy. Yeah, 69 days. Mm -hmm. Chilean 69. I've tried it before. Have you tried it? Yeah, but I don't really like spicy things, so... (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, three billion people tuned in to watch uh, Prince William marry his college sweetheart, Kate Middleton. And here's some more silly news. A 57-year-old blind man was restricted from entering a restaurant in Australia because restaurant owners thought his guide dog was gay. What? Mr. Ian Jolly and Miss Chris Lawrence asked if it was all right for them to bring their guide dog in. And the owners misunderstood and thought they, thought they said gay dog and it was not allowed in. <laughs> <laughs> Can that be real? Is this real news? Did you Google this? Because I, I'm uh, Google's becoming very suspect in this episode. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could have happened. But aren't all dogs gay? <laughs> I have yet to meet a dog that wouldn't hump either sex. Yeah, dogs will hump anything. I did. Uh, uh, I did one time go to a Starbucks in the town you live in and ordered a black eye, which is, uh, you know, a regular cup of coffee with a shot of espresso in it. And uh, the guy on the other end said, what? And he sounded offended as hell. He sounded offended as hell. And then when I went up there, you know, I explained to him what it was. And he was a black man. And I think he thought I said black guy. 
I ordered a black guy. <laughs> wow. He sounded so offended, and uh, but he thought it was funny uh, when he, you know, when I explained to him it's called a black eye because it's also called something else, and he was more familiar with it that way. But yeah, that was at the uh, Starbucks there by the mall. Is it still there? Uh, it's right on the corner there by uh, Jason's Deli. I have no idea. I haven't been there in so long. No. Oh, oh, the one where I live. I was thinking of where we grew up. No. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's still there. Yeah. I hate Starbucks, but go on. Uh, uh, how about movies? Like, uh, you got any movies from 2010? In fact, I do, uh, Alex. The <laughs> Oscar for Best Picture went to The Hurt Locker. That was a fun one because Catherine Bigelow and James Cameron were both up for Best Picture. Her for Hurt Locker and him for Avatar. So X is up for Best Picture. She took the Best Picture Oscar. Other movies from 2010 included Avatar, Toy mm-hmm. Story 3, Alice in Wonderland, Iron Man 2, The Twilight Saga, Eclipse, Inception, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, Despicable Me, and there are some scary... It was actually a big year for scary movies. I hard. There's so many I didn't include just because I couldn't fit them Every all. one of them ring-like or supernatural, I'm assuming. There's definitely some of that in there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There was that... M, I think it was M. Night Shyamalan. I don't know if he directed or just presented it. Devil, about the elevator. Okay. Insidious, The Crazies, oh. Piranha, Troll Hunter, Rubber... I saw the devil, my soul to take, the Wolfman, Black Swan, Shutter Island, Beyond the Black Rainbow, Stakeland, Monsters, and Tucker and Dale versus. Oh, 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 oh. one of the best movies of all time. That's a good one. Have that we wraps it up for 2010? Have we done Tucker and Dale? Oh, we've definitely watched it, but we haven't done it on the show. Oh, we should. God, it's so good. And we've also, out of that list, we also did uh, uh, Rubber, right? Yep, yep, we've done Rubber. Rubber was not a good movie. My soul to take. I was trying to remember what Wes Craven's last movie was, and I never looked it up, and I, I couldn't remember if that was his last one or, or what he made before. I do His know last that. film before he died. I am not sure what it was. Was his death unexpected? I don't know. I don't know the details of his death. I think he died in 2015, but that's all I know about him. All right. Uh, well, fantastic. Let's get back to the movie. Not fantastic that Wes Craven died. That, of course, was a horrible thing for all of us horror lovers. Uh, but now we are in Victor Crowley's cabin or shack. I would call it a shack. Uh, Victor Crowley has sanded down Perry Shin's head until his brain was exposed and then went back in for seconds. And now we've we've got at least two people with guns, maybe three. We've got three people with guns. We've got the uncle. We've got what? We've got four people with guns because she also has a handgun. Everybody in there has a gun. Got a gun. Yeah. The big biker dude has a gun. The older man. Tom Holland plays him. Mm-hmm. The glasses, he's kind of squinty-eyed. He's got mm-hmm. one. And then I think there's one other guy with a gun, right? Yeah, Reverend. Oh, and uh, Reverend, Reverend uh, has a gun, too. Yeah, he's the other guy. I think there's only four of them in there. Okay. Uh, I mean, once Perry Shin is dead, there's mm-hmm. not, you know, there's not five. And so there's yeah, yeah. four. Uh, and he's trying, the uncle is trying to get into that room to kill... Uh, uh, Victor Crowley 
does not do well. He tries to shoot the door open. Victor Crowley busts out and like really super wounds him. Like he's he's not doing so hot, right? And uh, then the big biker dude, uh, he shoots Victor Crowley right in the head and has, I mean, it has little to no effect at all. I mean, he kind of flinches a little as he as he goes at him. How does the biker guy get it? Oh, uh, let's see here. They're fighting. Um, how does he get it? I, big biker. I feel like they're out. Oh, hallway, I know exactly how he gets it. And it was my guess for your crunchiest kill. My other guess for your crunchiest oh, the kill. Table. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, curb right. stomp on the table. Kicks Ooh. him in the back of the head, which he, magically separates separates his, his <laughs> upper jaw from his lower body, and uh, his head slides across the table, and then he blinks he twice. Straight into the camera and, and blinks, blinks twice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he gave he gave uh, Victor Crowley a run for his money, though. I mean, they fought for a long time. Yeah, they did. And if you're hey, Victor, go ahead, Victor Crowley was a lot. He was still a lot bigger than this dude. Um, the, the only person I noticed that was taller than than uh, Victor Crowley was uh, Tony Todd, the Reverend. Yeah, when they go face to face, that's the first thing I thought was, "Good God, Tony Todd must be really tall." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, he, he, because they were just like eye to eye. And it, if you're if you're keeping track at home and thinking, "Well, gosh, usually they talk a lot about the plot and the story, and all they're doing <laughs> is going through the deaths." That's because that's all this movie is. It's just a setup for gory, gory kills. Yes, yeah. and I do not mean that in a bad way because it is, it is what it is. You go in and you want to see these kills. He's a maniac killer, and he does not disappoint. Not with one kill. There's not one kill where it's like, oh man. I mean, like the worst kill in a hatchet movie is still better than most kills in other movies. Yeah, like, like his, there's some nasty kills. Oh, his and first a lot of buckets of blood on trees. I love that. There are a lot of buckets of blood on trees, which I do love. It reminded me in uh, in high school French class, we had to make videos about uh, like children's fairy tale stories, but all in French, right? And then they were going to take these videos that we had made to elementary schools in in the town that I lived in. And show them to little kids to help teach them French. And so, me and my group, we got Le Petit Chaperon Rouge, which is Little Red Riding Hood. And so, you know, we had the script, of course, all written in French and everything. And we, you know, and none of us spoke French were the crap. And so, we would, uh, you know, painfully deliver one of our lines in French uh, that, you know, had to do with Little Red Riding Hood. And then... We'd go, ugh, ugh, ugh. And then we'd have a cutaway of a tree or something, and I had this potato gun that we would load full of fake vomit and then just blast it at the tree. And so, like, I don't know, every two minutes, one of the characters would explosively vomit. And, uh, and we, you know, we showed it to the class, and I was just so excited to show it to the class. And uh, they decided not to show that one to the elementary school kids. And oh, come on. And even though it was the most creative and well done, we got to see. Boo, that's some bullshit. Yeah. But we did that same trick. We just didn't use blood. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that uh, I was going to mention the very first hatchet kill that we get in this, I think is mm-hmm. the most disappointing kill 
and it was still brutal as hell. He didn't use the axe part of the hatchet. He sits on that guy's oh, chest and then just right. pounds him with the like blunt end of the hatchet uh, in the face until his face is gone. And it just keeps going and going and going and going. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the least satisfying kill in the entire movie. And it was still like just absolutely brutal. Yeah, there's not much to it. It's just an endurance test of how many times can you watch this guy get hit in the face with the the <laughs> the blunt side of the uh and the, the, answer, and the answer was like 65. Yeah, and over and over and over again. It was a lot. Uh, so anyway, the old man, uh, her uncle, is you know wounded. And the biker shoots him, but that doesn't work. He gets his head split in half. And then Tony Todd decides that the answer here is to drag Danielle Harris out of the cabin and lock the uncle in. Because the way he understands it, the three kids who, I guess, burned Victor Crowley or killed his father. I don't remember which one it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three kids who did it, who is Danielle Harris's father, uh, some dude, and then Danielle Harris's uncle are the three mm-hmm. kids who originally did this. So the other two are dead. So Tony Todd decides, well, if he kills him, There'll be no Victor Crowley. He'll just go back into ghost him or whatever. We'll break the curse. Mm-hmm. And so she's dragged, kicking and screaming. The old man is yelling, you're killing me, you're killing me. And he was right because Victor Crowley kills the crap out of her uncle. And then he's about to kill Daniel, or not him, uh, uh, Reverend Zombie is about to mm-hmm. kill Daniel Harris so that she can't tell anybody what he's done. But she points out to him that he got it all wrong. She just calls that guy her uncle. Her uncle's been dead for years. And uh, boom, Victor Crowley busts out. Oh, can we talk about the death of the guy who she calls uncle? Absolutely. <laughs> Where it's just, they don't show it. You just hear, uh, it's like shot of cabin, exterior shot of cabin, hearing a tussle inside and some yelling, then bucket of blood at a window, some more some more fighting inside, some more groaning, bucket of blood on another window. <laughs> that guy had so much blood inside him. He, he did have a like lot three of people. blood. He did have a lot of blood. He just kept being so much blood. Um, and did you see, like, obviously not a real cabin and just a set piece, because the whole cabin was shaking. The whole shack was shaking back and forth in, like, a, a very, it's made of cardboard way. Yeah. For sure. Uh, it was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. <sighs> I think this is a good place to play around three of Final Girl. I, my heart is pumping from all this excitement. Perfect timing. All right, let's do it. All right. Up first, we have Ripley McLean and Anita Hammer. This is that leftover. We have Ripley and Anita. Then we've also got Minnie Meyer and Missy Goldsnatch. We're going to put your names into the wheel. We get a lot of Ripleys, too. A ton of Ripleys. Mm-hmm. Okay, up first, Minnie Meyer, Missy Goldsnatch. It's cold out here camping at Slasherville Rock. Eric agrees and says, you know what's not cold? My cock. <laughs> Despite that wildly clever wordplay, you resist his advances and tell him, Go away. You survived. You survived. Well done. Good job, Minnie and Missy. 
That was just a coincidence that Minnie and Missy ended up on the same one. Oh, together. how cute. Okay, and finally, Ripley McLean and Anita Hammer. Oh, yeah, you do. The blistering heat of summer makes your skin squirt. So much sweat, maybe you should take off your shirt. But your neighbor, Rodney, is a hard-on with legs. You've seen it in his stare, like a dog's, his eyes beg. It turns you on to know he's somewhere spying. So you take off your top. Big mistake, you'll soon be dying. You hear a splash. It's Rodney's head. Someone scored three points in the basketball hoop in the pool. You turn around, and there he is, the little masked ghoul. He pulls out a pool noodle and begins to beat you to death. This is going to take a while. Seven hours later, you drew your last breath. You are dead. It's <laughs> a, sh- a shitty way to go, man. Seven hours. I mean, the pool noodle's not that hard. It would take a long time to beat somebody to death with a pool noodle. Yeah, some might think it's impossible. <laughs> oh, well. It's <laughs> great timing. The, the doorbell's ringing. The dog is barking. Uh, you got to get yourself a oh, ring oh, doorbell. Are we going to sing it? Oh, okay. You, you. So we're done. We have one more person to go. Mike has got to get his door, and so now it's time to go to a break. Yeah, let's do it. Let's sing that song. <laughs> All right. After these messages, After these we'll messages be, be right back. back. Today's episode of Slasher I Hardly Knower is brought to you in part by the wonderful folks at Good Boy Dog Cigarettes. Does your furry companion seem anxious? Is he constantly chewing and licking you and everything in your house? Hand him a pack of Good Boys Cigarettes for Dogs. Good Boys Cigarettes are made from only the finest organic additive-free tobaccos. Who's a good boy? I'll bring it back. Okay. Sometimes it's cool to bring it back. I want to bring it back old school. Welcome back, Slasher fans. Fans of those bloody, gory, sexy, booby, bloody movies. We love doing this. We've been talking about Hatchet 2 today. We're back in the swamps. We're on Honey Island. There's a crazed maniac with a hatchet running around killing people. We've lost a lot of people in Final Girl. We've lost a lot of people in Hatchet 2. It's a goddamn bloody mess out here. Mm. Uh, where, where are we going to take it from? We well, talked about the guy, the blood splashing. We've got Reverend Zombie and his encounter with he, Victor Crowley. He hasn't gotten it yet. I think we stopped at a good point. Yeah, yeah. So so he's about to kill Mary Beth, Danielle Harris's character, so she doesn't tell of his evil plot to get these people killed and end the Victor Crowley curse. And then right as he's about to kill her. Victor Crowley. Pops out of the cabin and again I can say cabin, it's a shack. And Michael, what are you what else are you into? What are you into? Into into What are you into? What's all this screaming about? Oh that. <laughs> no, no, I just I just want to leave it on a cliffhanger again. <laughs> what else am I into? Hey, what am I into these days? Uh God, I don't know. You got anything? You could st- while I think of something, I've just been watching a lot of uh, New Girl. I never watched that show when it was on. And, oh, it's uh, great. My fiance and I loved How I Met Your Mother, and we went into it, you know, it spiraled into depression after we finished watching 
all the seasons of How I Met Your Mother, and we couldn't find a replacement. We tried Will and Grace. We tried a couple of other sitcoms, and nothing was quite hitting. And then neither one of us had watched New Girl uh, during its entire, what, like seven-season run? Yeah. So we started watching that and found out it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's it is just so good. Uh, yeah, we quote I Schmidt all the time now. I didn't watch it until uh, late last year. It was the first time I had watched it and yeah. fell in love with it. Oh, I just watched an episode the, a couple of nights ago where they're at an airport and Schmidt is, uh, I guess, trying to get them into the like the super you know VIP captain's oh, lounge, yeah, whatever right. you want to yeah. call it. And some guy makes the indecent proposal of, "Can I sleep with Cece? I'll give you my card that gets you into any lounge." And Schmidt immediately becomes indignant and keeps calling this guy a dirty old bitch. <laughs> yeah, over from and Nassau over. County, you dirty old. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so we've been calling each other dirty old bitches in the house a lot. Yeah, it's yeah, I love that show. I did not watch the final season because it kind of takes a turn and I didn't want it to end. So oh, I, I don't want to know. I'm still uh, on like season three or something like oh, that. Don't yeah. tell I me. I mean, anything. you've got all the gold ahead, man. It, oh, it, good, it's, good. it's so good. Um, I have been into lots of things. Um, I went and saw... Missing yesterday is very good. Uh, do you Missing? Rem- yeah. Did you remember that movie with uh, Harold from Harold and Kumar where he's looking for his daughter and the whole movie's done on screens? I think that one was called Searching. Oh, no. I heard about it, and I heard it was worth watching, but I never got, got around to it. Really good. Really like it. And then Missing this- sounds like a, a, the new Liam Neeson movie. It Well, it kind of is i mean except yeah. it's exactly the same thing i mean it's a, like a sequel to it sort of it lives in the same universe and it's about a girl trying to find her mom and she's just using screens it's it was really good uh i saw the uh killer doll movie megan a week or yeah. two ago and yeah, yeah how uh, was it you know it was fine i liked it i found it entertaining mm. uh, i i feel like i should have been less attracted to the doll and uh, then, let's see. That's not weird. Isn't there like a little <laughs> girl inside that doll? I, 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 and first of all, it's a doll of a little girl, and the actress inside the doll is a little girl. I was wondering if you were just going to let that go. Um, I was waiting for the punchline, but you just started talking about something else, so yeah, uh, we the, had to address this you know, for the a, sake of our listeners. The lack of a punchline was the punchline. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Just casual pedophilia here on, <laughs> on Slasher. Uh, no, I, I am, of course, just kidding. But it was it was pretty good. I appreciated that a lot of it was done animatronically. But Scary? Uh, um, yeah, I Did mean, you it's, jump? It's scary like... Uh, Did you get goose flesh? No, it's scary like Chucky's. Any scary. drops of pee? Uh, probably not. Not a single drop of pee, probably. no goosebumps, no jump scares. What, why do we oh, want to see this I, movie? I think there were probably jump scares. Okay. I don't know. But it was, I mean, it was fine. I liked, I mean, like, I, I enjoyed the movie. I, I did not enjoy it. Um, Any, like, torture porn where it's just hard to look at? No. Because no, it's so no. gruesome? No, not at all. Nothing like the movie we are currently watching. Uh, okay. And it was, you know, it was fun. I mean, like, you know, I'll go watch Megan too. It was, it was that good. And then uh, I have been just absolutely adoring uh, Poker Face on Peacock. 
with... Uh, oh, the girl from Russian Doll. Correct. Uh, I saw the trailer. We want to see that because we saw it was Ryan Johnson had something to do with it. So yeah. we're going to try that. It's his. I mean, and it What's is... What's the word? It is great. Uh, four episodes are out right now. I think it's a 10-episode run. And uh, it... I mean, like, I... I can't get the next six episodes quick enough. It is really good. Is it a mystery, kind of like his movies? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's an over, like there's an there's an arc to the entire thing, so they all have to do with each other. Like episode, like there's a there's a common thread that's going through every episode, mm-hmm. but in every episode, in like murder she wrote fashion, there's a new murder that she, you know, solves because she can always tell someone's line. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, Natasha Leon, that's her name. Yeah. Yeah, it is uh it is phenomenal. It is definitely worth watching. It you will have a good time and it's got all that wonderful Ryan Johnsonness without uh the big uh, verbose characters that are in his, you know, Glass Onion and, and mm-hmm. Knives Out. These are like everyday American characters, you know? And so... Benjamin Bratt, Adrian Brody, Chloe Sevigny. Yeah, I mean, like, it's got... It has got so many, like, faces pop up. And Cliff from Cheers, isn't it? No way, really? Yeah, he kind of came out of acting retirement to be in this. And my understanding... Does he play a mailman? He does not. Uh, But my understanding is that Rhea Perlman, I think, might be in it at some point. Oh, yeah. Rhea Perlman was... I just started trying to watch uh, Jonah Hill. It's on Netflix. You people. It's Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And uh, I was trying to watch that the other day, and and, uh, Rhea Perlman popped up as uh, Jonah Hill's grandmother. Oh, really? That's cool. I I was kind of thinking about watching that tonight if I could get my work done. Maybe it's great, but I can't... I I couldn't keep watching it. It was so uh, awkward and uncomfortable, and I got bored, and I turned it off. I mean, I think that's the point, right? Is it supposed to be awkward and uncomfortable, but can I stand it? I don't know. It was like uh, race topics as written by uh, a junior high school student. That's what the script felt like. Oh, that's most of Jonah Hill's films. I watched mid-90s years later, uh, not when it came out. I watched it within the last month, and uh, that was his first one to write and direct, uh, and I thought that one was great. Hmm. Well... I may or may not give a check. Maybe I'll wait until you do or don't finish it and, and see that. Well, uh, mid-90s I finished. You people, the right. new one is That's what I could, what I didn't what finish. Uh, yeah. Mid-90s was cool because it's all about, like, skateboard kids in the 90s. It actually, actually reminded me a lot of that Harmony, Harmony Kareen, Larry Clark movie that came out in the 90s called Kids. Oh. It was, like, the first movie where we ever saw Zario Dawson and Chloe Sevigny. Isn't her name Chloe Savine or something? Maybe I'm saying it wrong. I don't know. Uh, but also, God, Kids is rough, dude. That's a rough watch. It's a great movie, but like, I don't want to yeah. watch that movie again. Mid-90s is not as rough as Kids, yeah, kids but it, it kids definitely is. is reminiscent of it. In fact, I think a guy who is uh, fucking the main character's mom, just like a random dude, walks out of a room, and I, I was almost sure it was Harmony Kareem. Huh. The guy who wrote Kids. Oh, cool. Uh, all right, so back into this movie. Uh, you, let's talk about uh, Tony Todd getting it. Yeah. In true 
Adam Green, Victor Crowley style. Tony Todd is pretty much incapacitated, uh, you know, when he's chopped in half. And uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, this fucking scene. He's chopped in half. <laughs> Unexpected. About the waist. But uh, Victor Crowley's not done with him because he needs to completely rip Tony Todd's insides. Uh, I don't know how to best describe it. As if pulling the skin off of a catfish, he uh-huh. rips everything that is not the skin out of the skin. And then holds him upside down as Tony Todd looks around, now just a bloody mass with no skin, and Uh then just kind of casually tosses him off to the side. Yep, and he does it all at once. It's like that trick where you yank a tablecloth off the table without (laughs) knocking over the candlesticks and plates or whatever. He just yanks him out of his skin. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And... uh... It was ridiculous. I laughed. (laughs) It was absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely impossible. But I thought it looked good. I thought it looked great. No, I mean, as far as portraying something that I think is totally impossible, Mm -hmm. it looked great. Yeah, it it definitely nailed it. Uh, So now I don't remember what I don't. I mean, they battle it out, her and him, a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, I, I guess that's prolonged at some point. But uh, as as Victor Crowley had done one of his first hatchet victims at the start, bashing in his face, uh, you know, repeatedly, she somehow gets the better of him and is on top of him and begins doing that to him. Yeah. Mary Beth's got him on his back and just hatchets his face uh, just till she's blue in the face, just Uh, over and over again until Victor Crowley's face is just. You know, the it's the gone. Reminiscence. It's just, yeah, it's just caved in, and then she runs off, and it's like, oh god, you know, how could he even come back from I this? Said reminiscence. I mean, remnants of what used to be a human head. Okay, and but you, I mean, there's no way he could survive that. He has no head, so to speak. It's just kind of a, a, the remaining shell just of a, a head, caved and, in, and she, watermelon. She runs off, and you're like. Why did she do that? I don't think he can come back, but whatever. And then, boom, she uh-huh. pops back into frame with a shotgun and blows his head off. And, uh-huh. and Well, it, they show his hand and the hatchet oh, that's and true. his finger starts to wiggle, even though he has no brains left that's in her right. face. And that's then right. she comes back in for one more shot. And it cuts to black and Bam. metal music plays. The <laughs> and the movie is over. Adam Green said he ended it that way because uh-huh. if he didn't get a chance to make a third, he wanted there to be some finality. Yeah. That's a, that's a gruesome finale. It was definitely a gruesome finale. But as we know, there was a third. There was a fourth. And I believe is going to be a fifth, I hope. I honestly cannot remember if I saw the third, and I know I have not seen Victor Crowley, the fourth one. I've seen Victor Crowley. I watched it on Joe Bob when he had, yeah. like, you know, the cast on, and, you know, Adam Green was uh-huh. there, and it was, uh, God, it was an amazing Joe Bob. But, uh, but three had always just, like, I never had seen it, and I couldn't stand that. So several months ago, I ordered it, uh, ordered the uncut version of it, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Victor Crowley's really good too. So, did you watch the R-rated or the uh, the unrated version of Part Two? I watched the director's cut. 
Did you really? Yeah. I, I, I just grabbed one off of Amazon because it was free, and I, and I saw that it was the R-rated, so I don't know how much gruesome, more gruesome your was, yours was than mine. Uh, the director, well, I mean, I guess pretty gruesome, but the director's cut was also free on Amazon. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So you should have looked harder. What a schmuck. Well, the Adam Green says that uh, the problem is that what gets featured mm-hmm. in, like, the movies that get featured in the, like, you should pick this movie, it's never the uncut version. You have to dig for it in the streaming services because they won't put it up front. That's, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And so when you get the version on Netflix of something, it's never the uncut version, even if that's what you're looking for. So I guess my question to you is, what was your crunchiest kill? Crunchiest kill. Oh, God damn. That's tough, man, because there's so many. I mean, you've got the massive chainsaw. You've got the gas-powered belt sander. Tony Todd getting yanked out of his skin. The girl doggy style getting fucked by a headless corpse. Ooh, that is tough. I mean, my knee jerk is either the the doggy style or Tony Todd getting ripped out of his skin. I think I think it's got to be one of those. I think I'm going to go with Tony Todd getting uh, ripped out of his skin. It's a good one. I'm going to give it to uh, the biker. I mean, he puts his, after really, mm-hmm. I mean, a great fight, he puts his teeth on the edge of a table, and you know he's just going to curb stomp him, and his teeth are going to crush, and it's going to be awful. Yep. Uh, but instead, he kind of kicks him, and it separates the top of his head, and it slides into the middle of the table and then blinks twice. I mean, that was just golden. It, when you when you dispense with reality, uh, I think it makes opportunities for some great great creative kills. Oh, absolutely! When you when you are willing to suspend disbelief, then you have really got something in a horror movie. That's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Th- this was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. Um, so, I mean, I guess how many being fucked by a headless. <laughs> Man, uh, murder victims, would you give this? Oh, how, how, how many blondies being pounded by the uh, Ichabod Crane? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Oh, I love it for gore. Um, uh, you know, it didn't have all the character development that you might want from a movie, but if you're just hunting for gore, yeah, this is going to be great. This is going to be right up your alley, especially if you don't want to be like truly disturbed like some of these movies that get the uh, the name elevated horror, which is a bullshit term anyway. But uh, I think I'll give this one a solid six, seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. All right. God, if you go less than seven, I would be furious. But I'm going to give it a solid eight. I'm going to give it a solid, solid eight because I know we have two more coming in yeah. this franchise. Yeah. And I know what they hold, so I don't want to waste uh, too much on it. But yeah, solid eight, man. This was a solid, really fun watch. Yeah. Nothing about this movie not fun to watch. I noticed the budget was like a million more than the first movie. Hmm. 
Well, I mean, they put it in kills. You can kind of say that. They put it in kills, and then yeah. uh, I'm assuming, you know, they they didn't have some, you know, big names in it from the horror community, so you probably had to pay those guys. But other than that, it went to blood and skin. So much blood. So much skin. <laughs> All right, what's left? We've got to do Final Girl, yes, and then i got to tell you what movie you're watching. That is correct. Okay, well, we got a lot of dead folks here in Slasherville, uh, and we have two survivors. We've got Minnie Meyer and Missy Goldsnatch. Now, you have been on a team this whole time, and you've been surviving together. But if you listen closely, oh, you hear that? That was the little slip of paper that you both occupied being ripped into. Oh, my God. You chopped. So far, (laughs) it was a successful team that you had created here, and now... You're splitting apart, which we know you shouldn't do. You should never split up, right? And you are, and it's going to be hell to pay for one of you. All right, let's spin that wheel and find out what happens. Hello. Up first, it is... Who's it going to be? Minnie Meyer. Looking good for you, Minnie. Your buddy Keith makes metal sculpture fireplaces. They're unique and cool and warm up small spaces. Perfect and cozy for the key party tonight, but you feel strongly that wife swapping isn't polite. You survived. Good <laughs> you job, You survived. Minnie. Well done. And I'm interested in those fireplaces. All right. That means Missy Goldsnatch. Let's see what happens to you, Missy Goldsnatch. Uh, Missy. A new girl moved into the house next door. Her eyes sparkle, but her boobs sparkle more. (laughs) She was mowing the lawn. Outside, it was hot. You watched from the bushes. She took off her top. It was the last thing you would see. Well, almost the last. Your eyes still worked when he sunk a three with your ass. The ghoul struck again with a machete. He took your head. (laughs) Now it floats in her pool. Better luck next time. You are dead. You're dead. Rest in peace. That means Minnie Meyer, you are this week's winner. Uh, Your fight is not quite over yet. What you got to do, Minnie Meyer, uh, is jump on Instagram, send us a direct message that says, hey, guys, I listened to the show. I am the winner. I am the final girl, and we will ship out that mystery prize to you. So thank you, everybody, for playing. Congratulations, Minnie Meyer. You are our final girl. Woohoo! Congratulations. You did very well. You followed the rules, and now you get a really cool prize for it. Dope. Mike, uh, you know, every time that we uh, start, you know, we, we call each other, we text each other, like, all right, when do you want to record? And mm-hmm. we come up with a time, and then we call each other. Why is it that uh, we then have to start 30 minutes later because you have to take a shit every time? I, I just realized today, this is like a tradition at this point. Has this happened a lot? Yes. What's going on? Does this, is this, is, there, is our show like fiber? <laughs> it's like audio fiber. Just the, the anticipation of doing this show gets my bowels running. It really does. Gets them working. I'm like, it's pre-show excitement maybe. I don't know. I haven't really sat around and tried to, you know, come up with a good theory as to why I have to take a pre-show shit. Really would like to know that. I mean, it's not here. I, I, as soon as I hit record, I have to go pee. But that's, you know, that's me. All right, yeah. Micah. So, uh, what uh, glorious uh, piece of art do I get to watch for the next episode? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is the fun part of the show. I love this part of the show because Alex has no idea what he'll be watching. We spring it on each other every time we do an episode. We're going to be watching a little movie called... Can I get a grum roll for good time's sake? <laughs> That's a great grum roll. I haven't Thank heard you. that in a while. We haven't yeah, had we, done the grum roll in a minute. We haven't done a grum roll in a while. It's been a while, yeah. <laughs> We're watching a, a John Carpenter flick. This is In the Mouth of Madness from 1994. Oh, my goodness. Man, I haven't seen that movie in decades. Yeah, dude. I remember it scaring me when I was me a kid. Too. I, I know it's kind of a head fuck if I remember correctly. Me too. I absolutely remember it being like scary. Yeah. Doesn't it star uh God, what is that guy's name? Sam Neill. Uh Sam Neill, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's the star. It's got him, it's got David Warner. Uh, another guy. I don't know how you pronounce his name, but he's a familiar face. Jurgen or Jurgen Prochnow. I don't know. But I'm excited. John. This will be a good one. Yeah, man, I, I like you. I haven't seen this probably I mean, like, since, you know, the 90s when it came out. I remember getting it at, at the video store. I think my older brother rented it. Uh, so I would have been in like eighth grade, maybe I think seventh I, or eighth. I think I saw it at the movies. Ooh, that's yeah, cool. I think I saw it at the movies, and I don't think I've seen it since. So I won't remember anything that's happened. I'm pretty stoked about this. Hell yeah. Hell All right. yeah. All right. You well, have your assignment, listeners. Go watch In the Mouth of Madness. Absolutely. Well, this has been a fantastic sit-down with you, my friend. Likewise. That's a pleasure, sir. And I, uh, I, you know, just for the record, I love doing this show with you. Yeah, man, it's a good time. I like watching these old movies, watching all these wonderful people die, have fun killing each other in creative ways. Such, such a marvelous time. All right, well, Micah, you know I love you. I love you, brother. And uh, we will do this again in two weeks when we watch In the Mouth of Madness. Have a great fortnight, everyone.